Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneur's Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to episode nine of the Crypto Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm your host, The Crypto Guy, and today we're speaking with enrolled agent and founder of Archer Tax Group, Drew Kronoski. So, Drew, how you doing today? Doing well, and you? Doing super well, thank you for asking. Before we really jump into things, can you just tell us a little bit about your background and what you were doing before you got introduced to the whole cryptocurrency scene? Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I've been in taxes for, oh gosh, about six or seven years now. Um, before that, I was in commercial real estate and just kind of got burnt out on, on being a property manager and, and being on call 24-7. And always really liked to do we did a lot of uh, property tax disputes for for building valuations and from there kind of jumped into a career in um, tax resolution which you know when you hear those uh, commercials for if you owe ten thousand dollars or more to the IRS give us a call so I got a really good background on dealing with the IRS from an administrative standpoint you know understanding the process of how they go through the collections process before we even get to you know a, a tax court if you will um, but from there, got into some consulting roles, started working with truck drivers, you know, worked for a couple different companies on the back end and the accounting side, um, but then kind of fell into to crypto. Um, I had a client that was a truck driver. He's a silver trader. Um, his name's Kelly. And he, he pointed me to a Reddit thread in, oh gosh, it was early 2017. I just said, hey, there's a bunch of questions about taxes. Do you think you can, you know, weigh in? And so I, I jumped on, saw that the questions, you know, they were talking about like kind exchange for, for cryptocurrency. And I started doing a little bit of digging as to, you know, well, what, what does the IRS actually say about, you know, crypto specifically? Um, and there's been one notice and that's, you know, was published in 2014. It's uh, Revenue Notice 2014-21. And they, they just haven't really given much guidance from there. And so we've had to extrapolate. But, you know, based on my, my knowledge of how they operate on the back end and being able to read and interpret the laws, you know, we, we started kind of forming um, some strong opinions and some some uh, backed statements. There's a lot of misinformation around like kind exchange, um, and just start you know giving out free information, trying to help people protect themselves from unnecessary penalties. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but with real estate, that's also like kind exchanges when you kind of when you sell one property and roll it over into another. That's a like kind exchange, correct? So you're right. You're, you're basically, you know, taking the capital gains on one property and rolling it into a similar property. You know, that has to be like in nature. And there's a lot of really specific nuances within that law. Um, there's some some parts of it where you know you can't trade a, a car for a truck because they're not truly like. But you can trade a sedan for a sedan. Um, the, a really great example of you know why it becomes such an issue is you know when we start looking at things like precious metals. There's been a lot of rulings out of the 80s that say that you can't trade gold for silver. The only time you can invoke like kind exchange for, for that kind of commodity is if you're going from a gold uh, bar to a gold coin of the same purity, provided it's a, a US domestic um, gold. You can't trade Cougarans for US gold or Eagles for you know Venezuelan gold at this point. Um, so it's just one of those things that like, that there was a lot of concern, you know, because crypto is designated as property per the IRS. You know, can I defer my gains and my tokens by invoking like kind exchange. And unfortunately, a lot of investors are using it kind of like the Michael Scott office. I declare bankruptcy, just running around screaming, I declare like kind exchange, didn't file any of the paperwork. And, and even if you know we, they did file the paperwork, I have some significant doubts on whether or not it would pass muster in, in federal court. 
I myself was, you know, kind of running around like a chicken with his head cut off. I was trying to get all of my stuff together and figure it out. And I eventually found my way to a CPA or I guess a like an expert in cryptocurrency taxation. And so, you know, I, I know a lot of people are in the same boat. So you kind of, you know, gave us your journey. Can you talk a little bit more about what you're doing now specifically with this cryptocurrency taxation? Um, Can you give us just a brief overview? Yeah, so we help a lot of individuals. um, You know, if you've got a large portfolio and you're looking for an exit strategy, we help a lot of individuals plan for that exit so they're paying the least amount of tax. You know, we work with businesses to integrate cryptocurrency, you know, as as a form of payment or, you know, if they want to have their own token, we do some consulting with that. And then we do a lot of work with ICOs um, in the, the Denver, Colorado area and actually a couple abroad as well. Um, but we kind of specialize in anything related to crypto taxes. Um, we've been kind of through the ringer with with a lot of the different trading and mining and loaning and, and you know, looking at launching our own ICO at one point. Um, so we've done a lot of the the work there, but but our, our bread and butter is working with taxpayers, you know, especially small business owners, to figure out how to save some money on their taxes throughout the year, not just filing the returns. There we go. And then again, you already talked about kind of how you made that transition. One of your clients was talking about um, Reddit posts that he had seen about you know just asking questions, and you kind of started giving free advice, and then you kind of realized that hey there's a major need for this. Let's kind of turn this into our business. Um, So can you really get into the nitty gritty of what you did to kind of rebrand yourself as a cryptocurrency, you know, taxation specialist in a way? Yeah, yeah, certainly. So I I think anytime that you're in, in a um, service business, especially, you know, we've kind of gotten into the era of information where everyone's got access to the internet and that's both a wonderful and a terrible thing. Um, it makes it very easy to spread, you know, bad information. There were a number of articles that were written um, at the end of 2017 as the tax law updates were happening that were basically declaring that like kind exchange was allowed for crypto. And these weren't, you know, small little publications. This was, uh, I think Bloomberg had one, Forbes had them. And they were basically quoting an attorney saying, these are the rules for like kind exchange. And then they wouldn't have the attorney, you know, directly say, and it applies to crypto. They would say, and the, the, the journalist would be the one that would make the connection to crypto because crypto was property. And that's, that's just, you know, a very journalistic sleight of hand, um, really kind of designed to push a narrative against against the tax law updates. Uh, but the biggest thing, I mean, if you're going to establish yourself, you have to understand the laws behind, at least in the tax side, understand the tax, tax laws behind the policies, and you have to stay on the bleeding edge. I mean, the tax law updates are the first major updates since, you know, the mid-80s. Um, and it's one of those things that I think a lot of uh, tax professionals um, kind of get into a lull of this, just this is the way that we've always done it. This is the way we're going to do it. You know, they're very compliance minded. They're not necessarily looking up for their client's best interests when it comes to, um, you know, their filing status or, or working with them throughout the year. You know, they're used to just having someone show up in April and say, hey, you know, I need my taxes done. You know, well, if you talk to me, you know, December 20th and we do a couple different things, you know, whether it's expense um, readjustment or looking at depreciation or, you know, additional contributions to a 401k, things like that. There's so much that we can do before the end of the year uh, that, you know, most CPAs and, and tax professionals uh, really miss out on, you know, providing that value for their clients. So I, I think, you know, kind of in a nutshell, be an expert in your field, you know, be involved, you know, very, very directly, understand the, the how the sausage is made for lack of a better term, so that you can actually weigh in on the specifics, you know, from a legal perspective and, and from a tax perspective. 100%. I mean, 
every single day there's a new article and regulations changing on on a weekly basis it seems so oh, yeah. I really like that you touched on you know kind of staying ahead of that and keeping informed on how this tax law is changing like you said a lot of these you know CPAs guys who do taxes they'll just kind of wait for their clients to roll in every year they've kind of established themselves and they've got their clientele they do minor things they file you know the tax return pretty much um, right. and that's it and so for anyone who's trying to make this move you really do need to put a lot more time and effort and research into it and then I also really like what you said about being proactive on the end of the year kind of stuff where there are so many different things you can do before the year ends and so if you really want to succeed in this industry you're going to have to kind of take those initiatives um, mm -hmm. you can't just sit back like a lot of these guys do well and, and I really wish there was more information for for taxpayers you know it's, it's really hard to kind of give general information you know a lot so one one thing that you know i i'm amazed that more tax professionals don't catch you know if you've got someone who's self-employed and they're filing it on their their individual return on a schedule c you know maybe they just started a business and you know they're they're a web developer and they they're going to net eighty thousand dollars having a conversation you know near the beginning of the year and saying okay hey you know you're going to have x number of dollars of income you know maybe we should put you in an llc and designate that as an s-corp that advice alone can save up to you know five to six thousand dollars. You know, I've had a couple of clients that that they were even W two employees, that their their company you know was willing to bring them on as independent contractors instead, pay them the same amount of money and give them more freedom to to one expand their business and two you know, get paid as a contractor and they're going to shave I think six grand off of their taxes this year just by you know not really changing how they're operating per se but more so changing the, the way that those dollars come in. So if you've got that kind of flexibility, it can make a huge difference for your tax situation. 100%. I'm, I'm really shocked at how few people know that, you know, just filing a different return such as a 1065 and 1120S can really save, oh, yeah. can save the individual thousands of dollars. But that is a very fine line because a lot of these crypto businesses are brand new and so it can work against them with that. LLC fee almost in a sense where you're paying like, you know, up to a grand or so um, just to have it up and running. I could be wrong right. there. Um, I'm not. It, 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 it just depends on on the the state that you file in. So California, it's an $800 fee just to set up an LLC. Uh, California is brutal on taxes. Same with New York um, and, and Pennsylvania even. So, you know, for, for your listeners that have massive capital losses, you know, those losses will carry forward for on a federal level. Some states like Pennsylvania, won't let you carry those losses forward. So in some cases, it doesn't even make sense to harvest a ton of loss with the the downed markets uh, because you're not going to reap the benefits of it. That's another thing I see a lot: sell, rebuy, and you can capitalize those losses. And I think it's like three grand up to three grand a year. I could be wrong there so, again. Yeah, it's it's three grand in excess of your capital gains. So if you've got ten thousand dollars of loss on Bitcoin and you know three thousand on or three thousand dollars worth of gain on Ethereum. You can basically wash wash the gains out, and you'll have seven thousand dollars worth of loss left over. And then you take three thousand out of that seven, and apply that to your ordinary, you know, W two or self employment income, and the remaining four thousand dollars will carry over to 2019's filings. So it's it's one of those things that you know. The other thing that we, we saw a lot too is you know people that were thinking the market was going to bounce back up within a year. You know when you sell those tokens and, and claim you know the losses, you're resetting your counter for for long term capital gains. So if you think the markets are going to come back up soon, you can actually be shooting yourself in the foot 
because long-term capital gains rates are way, way, way better than the, sh the short-term. I mean, the highest uh, long-term is 20% as opposed to 37 on the short-term. So it's just one of those things that, you know, that you have to really think about the long-term, you know, and, and look at the whole picture, not just kind of snapshots here and there. You know, if you can't get the full value of the, your, your losses, why reset the counter? Exactly. And so this really brings up a great point is that there is so much, you know, I kept trying to talk on little bits and pieces of information that I knew. But again, I'm saying, I don't know, I'm not entirely sure. So there really yeah. is so much to it. And so this kind of segues into my next question for individuals like myself or other listeners, small business owners who are looking for a tax consultant, um, any kind of tax expert, can you give us a couple tips and tricks to kind of find the best person to fit our situation. I know when I was looking around last year, I was kind of just asking a couple basic questions to try to get a feel for if the person I was talking to really knew what they were talking about or if they were just oh. kind of jumping on this crypto train um, and the bandwagon. So maybe you could give us a little bit of help and guidance with that. Oh yeah. So, so, and it's kind of funny that you, you kind of bring up the jumping on the bandwagon. I get an email probably every two or three days and it's all over Facebook ads for a crypto tax Academy that's put out by happy tax. And you can tell that, you know, even someone that's been in the space is trying to capitalize on, well, we can sell this to other tax preparers and tell them that they can charge, you know, $750 a return and, and be, you know, have a, a steady stable of clients. Now, whether or not that's going to really make a difference, you know, I haven't gone through their, their classes, so I can't speak to the, the quality of them. I've seen a couple of the free free classes and they seem adequate. But, you know, if, if you're, you know, a high volume trader or a business or you're not just, you know, buying and holding, you really want someone that, that that's in the trenches with you. So I, I would definitely ask, you know, what what is your actual involvement in cryptocurrency personally? I mean, are you buying? Are you trading? Are you doing crypto backed loans? You know, what do you think about you know, the ICOs in 20, 2017? You're trying to get a feel for how well they actually know crypto, if they have a favorite coin, if they can articulate why that coin is their favorite instead of just saying, well, you know, it's going to moon. That's another really good indicator. And then honestly asking them about their thoughts on like kind of exchange prior to 2017 and just saying, you know, well, crypto is listed as property. Do you think like kind of exchange applies? And then I would really, you know, check to see how well researched their answer is. You know, if they just kind of go, oh, yeah, you know, like kind of exchanges for property, this this works. Then, then I'd be a little bit, you know, cautious because it tells me that they haven't really looked at the rules for like kind of exchange in the actual section code of 1031. Uh, because if you start to look at that, right even there, crypto starts to look a little bit different um, compared to, you know, say a vehicle or a building. Um, so it's just one of those situations, the more that you can ask them to kind of show their work and you can at least see how they came to their conclusion, the the better off you'll be. There we go, guys. Yeah, definitely. You want to start with what their involvement is with crypto. Um, if they haven't touched it at all, they don't really know that they won't really know the nuances of it. Um, so it's great that you have someone who is involved in the scene, who's bought and sold crypto, who has, you know, done some sort of business with it. And then again, ask what their thoughts are on like kind exchange. Uh, like you were saying at the beginning, you know, you can't trade a truck for a sedan. You can't trade gold for silver. So with crypto, it's this very weird gray area at the moment where we don't really know how exactly the like kind exchange works and what can be considered a like kind exchange. So if you're talking with somebody and they just say, oh, yeah, 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 it's uh, like property and like kind exchange applies, they, they might not know exactly what they're talking about. Um, mm -hmm. And it might be time to dig a little deeper. Certainly. 
Well, and, and it's one of those things like I think there there's a lot of you know tax professionals that are still like learning the 2017 tax law updates and it, filing time is now. You know, there are some things that they're still getting some regulatory clarification on, but if they don't have at least an idea of how it's going to apply to you as an individual, then then that's not a good sign. That that's a, a tax professional that is just kind of sitting around and, and waiting for the answers to come to them instead of seeking them out. Exactly, someone who's not being proactive, as you said. Right. Um, right. Perfect. So I guess I have just one last question for you, and you know, we talked about what a lot of the listeners who want to file their taxes can do. Um, and I know you've touched on things that you've done, but can you give any of our listeners who kind of want to make this move to crypto taxation and, you know, specializing in cryptocurrencies um, with regards to tax, can you give them one overarching tip on how to get started? I know you had already mentioned kind of being on that bleeding edge of regulation and laws and stuff like that, yeah. but something they can start today um, to kind of make yeah. that move. You know, I, I think the biggest thing is just being involved in the space. You know, you don't necessarily have to be preparing tax returns to, to necessarily learn about crypto. Start trading coins. Start understanding what your clients are seeing when they go to, to GDAX or understanding their frustrations when they transfer coins from one exchange to another. Or, you know, looking at Maker and CDPs and just trying to get a better idea of what, what the is actually going on in crypto. You know, set up a virtual miner or, you know, talk to someone who has been mining. Just Just jump in with both hands. I just get in as crazy involved as you can. I feel like every day that I do, you know, research on crypto, I find like four more things that I didn't know were going on or, you know, that are being developed and, and it's just a really exciting space to be in, but you have to know how it operates. Yes, 100% from the consumer side, I would be so much more comfortable with my tax guy really understanding the space and if I could have a conversation with him, oh, you know, I, you know, was sending coins from Coinbase or Coinbase fees or way too high, it takes too long to send it to Binance, yada, yada, yada. I just feel like it would make me as a consumer much more comfortable and, you know, relaxed knowing that you know what you're talking about. For sure. Well, and it's it's great for me and, and for my clients because, you know, we trade tips, we trade, you know, look, things that we're looking at for investments, things like that. You know, obviously, I don't do that in an official capacity because I'm not a, a financial planner. Uh, but just, you know, having all these different people out and about with being able to kind of spread out the research and, and development side of things, you know, it's, it's amazing how much we can band together and benefit from that. You know, there's so many different groups out there that that claim to be working towards, you know, uh, trading groups and things like that. But, you know, people with boots on the ground that that actually are, are living it and doing it are, is way better than, you know, an unpaid group or even some paid groups, in my opinion. Very much so. Um, so I think we touched on pretty much everything. Was there anything else that you wanted to touch on that you maybe missed? Um, you know, I, I would just invite anyone, you know, that wants more information. We do a lot of uh, writing on our website, archertaxgroup.com. We've got a, a news and notes tax blog that, you know, we've, we've done things like cover, um, I don't know how many of your listeners are aware, but the, like the thought audit from uh, 4chan about reporting, you know, online personalities and what that actually means for, for cryptocurrency uh, personalities. Um, you know, we're, we're working on, um, getting a copy of the indictment, we've submitted a freedom of information request for John McAfee because I want to know what what the IRS is doing on the back end and how they're going about building a case against him and if it's actually cryptocurrency related or something else. I would encourage anyone to once use those resources, you know, come to, come utilize those resources. We also give free consultations. You know, there's a link on our website if you want to call and ask questions for 15 minutes. You know, we'd be happy to talk about you know your listener specific questions or if you want to come on as clients you know, reach out. We're always happy to, you know, talk and see if it's a good fit. If not, you know, we might be able to refer you out to a couple different people. 
There we go. Yes, so that website's going to be in the description for anyone who is, you know, still looking for somebody to do their taxes. Please reach out, get that consultation. It really is extremely beneficial. Uh, thank you. I really, I really do appreciate you coming on, giving us, you know, all this crucial information. I know a lot of people are, they get worried at this time of year from now until about March, um, end mm -hmm. of March, beginning of April. Um, you know, they're, they're running around, they're, they're frantic, they're panicking. Uh, so thank you for coming on and kind of clearing the air. Um, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Any, anytime, anytime we can help educate the community and make it a little bit stronger and honestly keep a little bit more money in the taxpayer's pocket legally, we're all about that. All right, guys, if you're having trouble navigating tax season, like I was, um, and you're looking for an enrolled agent who really knows his stuff on crypto, uh, Drew's your man, so head over to his website at archertaxgroup.com, and like we talked about in the podcast, you can get that free 15-minute consultation where Drew walks you through what your needs are and what he can do for you. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode, and I just want to take a quick second to ask you a huge favor. If you found anything in the episode helpful or it's been inspiring to you in any way, I just ask that you share it with your friends, family, anyone you know on social media. Um, and hopefully we can help them out as well. Have a good one.